There it is, round five, punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ganchos aligado, duro, duro. Protect yourself at all time, folks. Alfonso Ruiz with Pacific Coast Boxing here with my co-host, Mr. Rick Prado. Rick, what's happening, man? Hey, man, how's it going? You know, doing great, you know. Fired up about the uh, Dodgers finally winning their World Series. And, yeah, that's uh, right. That's right, huh? You know, since the last episode, you know, finally, <laughs> you know, we've, we've been able to see it. You know, everything's right in the baseball world. I told you I wasn't concerned, right? I yeah. called that one right. I told you, I said 4-2. I didn't think it was going to yeah. be a sweep. The better team wins, data analytics, and they've been through enough. And you know what? I tell you, man, as long as we've waited you know, the 32 years and the ups and downs of, you know, the cheating Astros, the cheating Red Sox, it, it's almost fitting that it happened in this kind of a year Yeah, with the COVID and whatnot, right? It had to be this kind of year. Yeah. And, and definitely, you know, it, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, Padre fans, giant fans, you know, trying to put an asterisk on it, like, you know, oh, it's a shortened season. It, if anything, it was harder. Dodgers were the best, best team in baseball. Yeah. Had the number one seed. Didn't really have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Didn't have anything, home field advantage, right. It's harder. Right. They had to play, uh, right. It, it left more opportunity, especially, mm-hmm. look what happened on the last day with Justin Turner yeah. and him, you know, testing positive for COVID. Left them more susceptible yeah. to issues, right? Playing five games in a row potentially against the Padres, seven games in a row against the, um, no, it was the Brewers first, and then the Padres. Two, three mm-hmm. with the Brewers, five with the Padres. And, and then down seven, three-one. Right, down three-one. Seven, yeah, to, to the Braves, and then to pull it out and win against the Tampa Bay. It's as legitimate, and if not tougher, mm-hmm. than probably any season. Yeah, no, no, de- you know, definitely, you know, uh, proud of the boys in blue, and uh, you know they made us all, you know, proud. No, absolutely. Yeah. But, I'll tell you too. We also ended a month, right? Um, what a month in boxing, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, we had Tiafimo uh, and Loma, of course, and then mm-hmm. we had the a lot of fights this weekend. Just I know this we're going to get weekend. to. Yeah, Magia, Michaela Mayer. I mean, all kinds of fights. But let's get to the big fight, right? Uh-huh. Because everybody wants to know, you know, what what do we think about that particular yeah. fight? Um, you know, Santa Cruz Davis, a devastating knockout in the sixth round by Gervonta Tank Davis. Okay. And here's what I think, Rick. Okay, we knew it would happen. You called the ninth round TKO. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I said I said tenth, but well, did you say yeah, tenth? It was tenth, close. But yeah, but you know, yeah. here's a kid who's you know twenty three and 0, mm-hmm. 22 knockouts, right? 96 percent knockout ratio mm-hmm. against an aging Leo Santa Cruz. Okay, coming up in weight. Coming up in weight. I mean, he had fought at one thirty, but that's not his weight. His no. weight is really featherweight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really on the other side of what is is you know a Hall of Fame career really mm-hmm. for Leo Santa Cruz, not a risk at all for Davis. And I'm going to tell you something: Santa Cruz got very lucky, in my opinion, that he was knocked out in one punch because the damage that he was sustaining in the first six rounds, this is what happens right when fighters end up getting real hurt when yeah. it's that sustained blows to the head mm-hmm. over 12 rounds and you know right that his heart he's not gonna he's not a uh chavez jr right yeah that's gonna quit because he's got a you know broken nose or whatever he would have kept going no plenty you know plenty of heart you know heart for taking this fight you know it uh you know and heart for staying in there and you know he he was trying to fight back you know it's just the 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 power difference between the two was was, was the key yeah yeah yeah, yeah that absolutely the power the age, mm-hmm. the speed, the quickness, everything. He was he was on the wrong side of that. Yeah. And I'll tell you, right, uh, when we open up our next segment, I'm going to get into that a bit because I think, 
that it was a very ill-advised fight to take. Yeah. Right? Now, you say, okay, well, Alfonso, yeah, sure, you're saying that now. But nobody that we talked to, mm-hmm. nobody that you read in whatever platform, you know, social media, I don't think anybody predicted that Santa Cruz was going to win. Yeah. Very no. few, yeah, was, if anyone. No. I mean, did you know of anybody who actually said, I think Santa Cruz has a shot? Um, maybe the one guy I was hanging out th- with this weekend, but uh, <laughs> that was after a bunch of beers. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that counts. Yeah. Depending on who he is, we, we yeah. would have to see his history of, of boxing picks. It, it, yeah. You know, so I, I'm going to get into that after this after this break um, before we, you know, start talking about news, about how I think it was just a very ill-advised, bad managerial decision that could have put his health at risk. Yeah. So I think it's just and some examples of also of, of previous fights as well that have taken place in boxing, mm-hmm. um, mainly with Roberto Duran. Since I since I finally finished a book, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a little uh, not today, but maybe next week, a little synopsis of that book. Okay, not sure. Did you get started with the uh, the Bazooka Gomez yet? Uh, not yet. With the busy week, all right. Uh, but no, definitely uh, this week. Uh, right. I have plenty of time to uh, catch up on my reading. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. So we've got a lot to talk about here. We've got, we're still going to talk more about the Santa Cruz Davis fight. Uh-huh. We had the monster in a way with the big fight mm-hmm. um, over the weekend. We had Munguia with the big fight Munguia. with the win on Friday. Nasty cut on the lip. Na- nasty cut. You know, oh. almost looked like a UFC type, uh, yeah. type cut. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was bad. I mean, it literally looked like it was like two lips. I mean, yeah, it was, it was split right in. Yeah, that was, right that, was na- that was nasty, man. Um, so definitely want to get into, uh, you know, with the Santa Cruz Davis fight, where do they both go from here? Mm-hmm. A lot of options or, you know, several options for both of them. For Santa Cruz, I think there's only one clear option. I think Davis has um, a little bit more flexibility with where he goes. Same with uh, Inouye. Same with the monster, right? Another impressive win. I think for him, it's just as important. Where does he go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you had Usex. So we got a lot of fights to get to. We'll get to that on the other side. We got Michaela Mayer, and I know you've got a lot of stuff going on with uh, Deontay Wilder and all that mess. Yeah, right? yeah, we yeah we got some plenty of uh, Deontay Wilder news. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear you know the next episode of of what's going on in the in that space. So, all right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll come right back and get into the boxing news and break down the Davis uh, Santa Cruz fight a little bit more. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. Again, don't forget to hit us up. you got a couple ways to hit us up. Email, counterpunch at PacificCoastBoxing.com, and then on Instagram, at Pacific Coast Boxing. So here's the thing, Rick. So let's get into a little bit more on the Santa Cruz and Davis fight, you know. Um, I think that, as and I was saying that before the break, is that from a manager perspective, I think the manager, Rick, especially a boxing manager, or a management team. And I think people forget that there is a management team in boxing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We're so used to baseball where the term manager is used. Football's a coach, of course. But really, a manager's job is to manage um, the career of that fighter. Yeah. Promoter's a little different, right? Their promoter's job is to identify and try and get the right opponents. Mm-hmm. The manager has to be accepting and willing of those opponents, right? So the manager's job is to really navigate their fighter yeah. through the course of their career, you know, there's a number of other things, but but that's probably the most important, right? To really navigate them to whatever objective they have, and I think that in this case, um, they do they did a disservice to Leo Santa Cruz, yeah. Because it's okay, for, in my opinion, Rick. It's okay to take risks in fights 
that may impact your bank account, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Um, Teofimo Lopez fighting uh, Lomachenko, right? Yeah. And only his 15th fight. You could say that's a risk mm -hmm. because if he loses, now he's 14 and 1, right? No longer a champion, and oh, you know what? He was overrated, and now he has to work his way back up yeah. because in boxing, one loss is a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like the UFC. But the risk that Lopez did not have against Lomachenko was getting physically injured. Yeah, to get hurt. You know, Lomachenko just doesn't have that kind of power. No, no, yeah. he doesn't, right? He doesn't. The risk he had was being outclassed, right? Yeah. And, and being exposed as maybe a fighter that wasn't ready to fight at that elite mm -hmm. level. But certainly not, not his health. Now, you could say, hey, anytime a fighter goes into a ring, you know, of course, there's always the opportunity that something can go awry. Yeah. Health-wise, I get it. But let's be honest, okay? There's fights that are where, where there's more of a risk than others, depending on who the opponent is. Mm -hmm. And this was one of them, okay? This was one of those situations where why put Leo Santa Cruz at this point in his career against a fighter where he clearly was overmatched from a mm -hmm. physical perspective and, a youth, and, a, and just the youth and energy and speed. And I think it was a mistake. No, yeah, I, I think uh, for sure, you know, him being at 32 and, you know, he's he's been fighting for years, a lot of miles, you know, on Santa Cruz. Yeah. You know, to put him in there against uh, a young, in his prime, Javante yeah. Davis, mm -hmm. having to move up in weight. Davis is moving down. And then when, when I knew he was in big trouble yeah, is when he made the weight. Yeah, that's right. You that's know, right. And that's um, what we talked about, right? Yeah. And, and, and I thought, okay, if he's going to kill himself to get to that weight and, you know, he's going to come in. One one pound, two pounds heavier, you know. M maybe he wasn't in shape. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, it definitely looked like he was in shape, uh, ready to go, and and it was just a dangerous, dangerous fight for Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz's best fights, right, mm -hmm. were at at that featherweight, super featherweight, right. Yeah. When he beat uh, when he beat Carl Frampton, right, he beat Carl Frampton for the super featherweight. That was mm -hmm. at 130 featherweight, 126 when he won his first championship. This guy started off at super bantam, mm -hmm. okay. That's where his really his glory days were. Once he started moving up, he wasn't knocking anybody out. No. And his style, right, of, you know, the, the Teramonte, right, which is basically um, j just j just the, the epitome of being busy, right, mm -hmm. and very active, um, that doesn't work at the heavier divisions, yeah. right? It's why you see, you know, less punches being thrown in middleweight, yeah. heavyweight, et cetera, because they're being throw thrown with a lot more velocity, a lot more force. So I, think, I just think it was a mistake. No, yeah, you know, definitely, it was it was a bad matchup, you know, uh, style wise, um, and you know, not that he was being, you know, judges. The all three judges had it three rounds of two. Yeah, you know, going into yeah. the, going into the sixth, right? Um, and it just, but the harder shots were being landed by Davis, and yeah, it was just a matter of time. But it's the most, you know, those those type of fights, yeah. right? Where it's three two are very deceiving, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah, sure. I, I probably had a three-two as well. But but anybody that understands and knows boxing, yeah. if you're watching that fight, you're saying Leo Santa Cruz is getting his rear end kicked, man. Yeah. Because those, you know, the counter left uppercut that uh, Davis kept landing, it was landing clean mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And like I said when we opened the show, very fortunate that he didn't sustain all those blows for twelve rounds. It happened in one shot. Ugly knockout, but believe it or not, that's a lot safer than, you know, if it was for 36 minutes. No, yeah, and it was good to see that, um, you know, it was, it was kind of scary there for a moment when he went down and, yeah. you know, he wasn't moving and, yeah. um, 
you know, but the, I did see, you know, an interview of, of him, you know, at the hospital yeah. after, you know, he left mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he was doing good and, yeah. uh, you know, no excuses from him. You know, he didn't, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a class act. Yeah. You know, and he's that, not, and he's not going to, no. right. That's just not who he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was reminiscent of, uh, you know, Marquez knocking out Pacquiao, right. Yeah. When they're out, you know, before they hit the canvas, mm-hmm. right. Um, Tommy Hearns putting Roberto Duran out. Yeah. Right. Same kind of deal. And speaking of. Right. So those are the fights. Again, you know, speaking of Roberto Duran, again, I just finished a book by Christian Judici. Great book. Yeah. I'm on to the macho time now. Um, you know, Duran, ill-advised fight when he fought Tommy Hearns. A lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Those are the four kings. But the timing of that fight and the opponent, horrible all the way around. Right. Six <laughs> one against five seven. Yeah. Um, same thing toward the end of his career. They put Duran in against William Joppy, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> And Joppy was pretty much still in the prime of his yeah. career. And he had a Duran that was like in his mid-40s, uh, closer to 50, yeah. and just got thrashed in, in two rounds. Now, at that point in his career, Duran mm. was doing it for the money. Yeah. And that's that's what he was doing, right? Traveling from casino to casino, and then he finally landed a big fight. But that's not where um, Leo Santa Cruz is. No. And right? I, and, and I think, you know, it. Um, you know, Santa Cruz is PBC. You know, Al Heyman, you know, kind of orchestrates this whole— Deal and I, he probably did um, Santa Cruz a disservice. Yeah, you know he he probably told Santa Cruz, "Hey, I think you've got a good shot in this one," knowing you know, hey, Davis is probably going to win this one. Yeah, and so you know, good segue into so what happens next for mm-hmm. Santa Cruz? Right? Is this it? Here's the thing. All that being said, he looked great. I mean, yeah. physically, he looked great. It was clear that he had put on muscle, right? Yeah, to try and bulk up and get ready. He was fighting, you know, pretty good, right? Sticking yeah. out the jab, doing what he could. Here's what I'd like to see, right? Um, go back to featherweight. Mm-hmm. Go back to featherweight or super featherweight. But I'm, I would prefer that he goes back to featherweight. And you've got some really good fights that can be made there. I'll tell you a fight that I'd love to see against Josh Warrington. Josh Warrington. Would be Josh Warrington yeah. is active. It would be an absolute. Josh Warrington beat Carl Frampton, by the way. Yeah. Right. So they have that common opponent opponent that they just both beat. Um, that would be an amazing fight. Yeah. Those two guys, Gary, you know Russell Jr. Gary Russell if, there. if Gary Russell Jr. ever fights again, mm-hmm. see if Santa Cruz comes in the condition. And, he, you know, Santa Cruz is one of these guys that's a disciplined fighter, right? Yeah. He's not going to get, you know, he's not no. going to gain 30, 40 pounds a la Roberto Duran, right, in between fights yeah. or Oscar De La Hoya. He's going to be ready. And that is what I think Leo Santa Cruz needs to do, Yeah. right? That needs to be his, I'm referencing Duran a lot because I just read the book, but that's like his Davey Moore and Iran Barkley, Yeah. right? When, I, when Duran came back and shocked the world to beat those two guys. That's what I think he needs to do. That's how I'd like to see Leo Santa Cruz go mm-hmm. out. Beat one of those two guys. And you know, even if he wants to stay at one thirty, you know, there's there's some fights there. You know, that um, yeah. I I'd 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 like to see a Jojo Diaz. Yeah. You know, Santa oh, yeah. Cruz fight. Be a good fight. Um, you know, be a good fight. You know, and you're not gonna have the same, you know. Jojo Diaz doesn't punch anywhere right. near as hard as, as, no, as Davis. No, not, so. not, not at all. And Jojo so, Diaz, of course, is going to fight uh, Tevin uh, Devin Farmer, yeah. Farmer again. But I'll tell you what. Here's another guy that's there who's not as dangerous as Davis because he's not as big as Miguel Burchelt. Yeah. Right? That's another one. I would probably keep him away from Burchelt. I think Burchelt, uh, he hits pretty hard. And, and now, you know, once, once somebody gets knocked out yeah. like that, yeah. you know, it could become a recurring thing, you know. Yeah, kind of, kind of like a Roy Jones, where you it's know, always in the back of your mind. He, yeah, he, it's he always got in the knocked back out mind the and, first and it changes time. you. 
and then you know it, it just keeps uh, happening again and again. You've got Oscar Valdez there also, yeah. right? Who's going to fight yeah. Burchell? But I mean, but here's the thing, right? Is that Leo Santa Cruz still holds a championship? He still holds a WBA belt, Rick, yeah. at 126. Yeah, <laughs> he still holds a belt. He didn't lose that championship. Yeah, no. Okay, it, so he's uh, that's why I'm saying, right? Um, here's another guy that's there, Emmanuel Navarrete. Yeah, Emmanuel Navarrete's there. Tell me, uh, tell me, you wouldn't like to see that fight, you know, right? Maybe a, uh, you know. And and eventually, I do feel like you're going to get a Shakur Stevenson fight. Yeah, maybe at a, at a Leo Santa Cruz, maybe yeah. a year or two down the road. Um, that's the thing, man. Yeah. So, so that that's what happened. So you know, Gervonta. So there's there's still a lot of opportunities, even though he's mm-hmm. 32, only because he's always in peak physical condition yeah. and he's a true professional. There's still a lot of great fights for Leo Santa Cruz that I would absolutely pay to to go see, mm-hmm. and that would be great. Let's talk about Gervonta Davis, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. Congratulations to him, right? Did mm-hmm. what he was supposed to do, right? Uh, on the other side, okay, let, let's not pretend this was not a big risk for him, right? No, no, and, it was and, not. And, and I'm telling you, right, I'm already getting tired of seeing – you know, Floyd Mayweather at every press conference, uh-huh. right? They were, you know, during, you know, the pre-fight, right? They were having the whole, the, the road leading up to it. They're on the airplane, and whoever was, was doing the interview actually said, hey, can Gervonta Davis, can he answer for himself? Yeah. I was like, yeah, thank you, right? <laughs> because here's the thing. If Mayweather is going to be the architect of Davis's career, good luck, yeah. because we're in for these type of fights where it is guys either on their way up or on the other side, yeah, not in their peak. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to Leo Santa Cruz, but at 130 is not where he fought in his peak, mm-hmm. and he's 32 years old. So this was not a big stretch for Tank no, Davis. No. Okay, and this whole thing about wh- when did the objective of being a boxer become? I want to be a big pay per view star. Yeah. When was that the objective? Have yeah. you noticed that's all you hear? Yeah. Yeah, it uh, you know big pay per view star and and uh, you know pay per view might be dead. You know right. we got to see the numbers of right. this one, but I I can't imagine it did. Yeah, you know great. I bet it didn't do as well as yeah. the of the ESPN numbers for Loma and uh, and Lopez. Yeah, no. And no matter what, right? Depending on where you read, it's like oh Davis, this is it. He just solidified and stamped himself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Depending on who he fights, most people are not gonna want to see. They're not going to pay $79 to see Tank Davis. No. He's no. not there yet. He's still right now. They're going to try and market the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. But this fight wasn't it. You no. didn't beat a guy in his prime. You didn't be a guy that was at his best weight. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, now he fights, and I don't know if it'll happen as we talk about who's available for him. Obviously, Tufimo Lopez is the first name that comes out yeah. after his, you know, win against Lomachenko. But I'm going to tell you right now, fight's not going to happen. You know Won't why it's happen. not going to happen? Because Mayweather understands that that is way too much of a risk. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, like I just said, who did Mayweather fight that was yeah. in his prime? Nobody, okay? Mm-hmm. So he's not going to, and if he does, he's going to ask for an exorbitant amount of money, mm-hmm. right? That it's just not going to happen. And, and Mayweather's already talking about Trevante Davis would be the A-side. Right, and, yeah. and see, so nobody that's what I'm saying. That. No, nobody yeah. believes that, nobody not, believes not that. at all, because he, w- he wouldn't be the A-side. Yeah. he would. Here's the thing, right? In in the lightweight division, he wouldn't even be the A-side against Ryan Garcia. Yeah, no. Okay. Ryan Garcia would get the uh, – and that's a fight where I think Mayweather mm-hmm. might steer him that way. Yeah. You know, but he would do it now while mm-hmm. Garcia is still young and on his way up. That's what but, I was going to say. Yeah. That That's the next natural fight for him, mm-hmm. right, because Garcia's young. And, yes, Garcia does seem to have thunder in his hands, yeah. right? 
and he's a true lightweight, but I think there's a competitive advantage for Davis to get inside and do what he yeah. can do. And Garcia hasn't been tested. We'll see what Garcia does against Luke, which, by the way, now makes that fight even more intriguing mm-hmm. to see how well um, Garcia can handle Luke Campbell if he can beat Luke Campbell. Yeah, no, no, definitely. You know, this this lightweight division, it, it's a stacked division. The, the problem I see with Trevante uh, Davis is, you know, him being with Mayweather, you know, how well will he be able to work with top rank? Who mm-hmm. has Lomachenko, Lopez? Yep. Um, you know how well will they be willing to fight with uh, Golden Boy? Right. They, you know Ryan Garcia's there, mm-hmm. Lenares is there. Right. Um, you know there there's some good fighters in this division. You know Devin Haney's there, but he's with Matchroom. Right. So, you know PBC a lot of times likes to keep everything in house. Yep. And yep. they could just be waiting for, you know Lopez to. Uh, you know, move up and wait. Right. Get, get too big for the division, mm-hmm. and then Gervonta Davis will swoop in. Yeah. And pick up, try to pick up those belts. Yeah. No, that's a good point because, like we said, um, you know, we know that Mayweather's not going to put his mm-hmm. fighter out there in a fight of any significant risk yeah. at all, and he's already putting out that his fighter's the A. The fact that he's saying he's the A side uh, is already starting the negotiations, right? Yeah. Saying if you're going to fight Davis, right then you better pony up with a ton of cash or don't even come here. Yeah. And again, it's unfortunate because what happens is we don't end up seeing the fights we want. No. Now, I do think, you know, and Lopez, of course, is talking about, you know, looking at the winner of uh, Josh Taylor, mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez, and maybe fighting the winner of that, right? If I'm Lopez, though, right, I'm licking my chops saying, again, let's do it, right? Yeah. Now, especially, right? Fight either Orion Garcia or, you know what, the winner of Garcia and Tank Davis, Devin Haney, we talked about this mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Maybe one or two more fights at lightweight, and then go ahead and move up. Yeah, and because that, that would be at this point, right? That would probably be a mega fight, him and Tank Davis, especially if Tank Davis can uh, can beat Garcia if they end up fighting next. Yeah, no, um, Garcia. You know, I think they were already battling on uh, Instagram. You know, uh, Ryan Garcia Shocker. came out. Yeah, came out and said, <laughs> you know, if you think what happened last night affects, you know. Right. My thinking of the Javante mm-hmm. Davis fight, you got another thing coming. You know, yeah. he's he's like, you know, I want, you yeah. know, I want Davis. And, and, I want and I'll still. tell you, and I'll tell you, right, uh, Garcia's five ten, yeah, a true lightweight, yeah. right, not moving up in weight. That's where he has mm-hmm. thunder in his hands. When I said Davis could have a competitive advantage if he's able to get inside, yeah, and if he's able to hit him, right. But again, we don't know that, so you know. It's just like I said, it's frustrating. You know, and Mayweather keeps talking about how he wants Davis to be like me and and, and, and mm-hmm. fight like me and pick the fighters. At some point, Mayweather, you started promoting yourself, right? Yeah. You didn't have a promoter. So if I'm Gervonta Tank Davis, right, I'm like, hey, man, doesn't it make sense for me to promote myself, yeah. right? Why am I giving money to you? Because you did the same thing. And I'm going to tell you something, right? Because otherwise what's going to happen is Mayweather's going to turn Davis into the same type of kind of like the heel, right? Mm-hmm. That everybody, you know, the the reason people watched Mayweather was people wanted to see him lose, right? Yeah. The first big pay-per-view when he fought against De La Hoya, De La Hoya was the A-side in that mm-hmm. fight, right? Yeah. People didn't watch that fight because of Mayweather. It was because of De La Hoya. And then from that point on, everybody watched because they wanted to see Mayweather, Mayweather lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. Davis doesn't have that same personality, man. Like, yeah. Davis is a very likable kid. No, it, his it, upbringing, where he came from, right? And you know he had a lot of good things to say about Santa Cruz. You know, you know he wasn't you know running his mouth after the fight. You know, yeah, he was hoping that he was okay. You know, he was glad to hear that he was okay. Yeah, um, you know he just you know he, yeah, definitely a good kid. 
as opposed to his as opposed to his trainer yeah. who you know if you're watching right after the fight mm-hmm. mayweather gets on the uh, gets on the on the chair yeah. turns around and starts yelling whatever to yeah. the people behind him you know so and yet his fighter is in there total class yeah. trying to reach you know uh, uh santa cruz in the mm-hmm. corner making sure he's okay right and yeah. Mayweather's out there running his mouth. So, yeah. you know, if I could advise Tank Davis, I would say, look, you're right. We need to do exactly what Mayweather did. Let's peel off. Let's start your own promotional company because this guy's going to lead you somewhere that you don't want to be. Yeah. You're going to be disliked. People are going to watch you, not because you're such a talented fighter, but they're going to watch you because they want to see you lose. Yeah. He's going to turn you into that heel that nobody likes, mm-hmm. right? And and he's a good kid, good heart, a lot of skills. Hey man, twenty four and zero with twenty three knockouts. Yeah, right. So everything's there, but don't ruin it and go down the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, good for him. You know, Leo Santa Cruz is is, you know, by far and away the biggest name, you know, that he's that he's fought. Yeah. Um, the other good thing about this fight was uh, I was glad to see that there was no count. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, you I know. know. Yeah, yeah, Did that you, was you know. Yeah, you it, were just waiting for it, that, I was right? Waiting for the ref to start right, counting, right? To start, yeah. It was like I said. It was. Uh, I'm telling you, for people, if you don't watch a lot of boxing, I think a lot of people probably saw that and said, "Oh my gosh, you know that was ugly," and it was. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say it again. He was very fortunate that it didn't go 12 rounds and it wasn't yeah. a sustained, um, just attack, and offensive. Yeah. On, on his body that would have been punishing because if you look at the um you look at the punch stats for where that fight was Santa mm-hmm. Cruz actually landed more punches yeah landed more jabs landed more quote unquote power punches mm-hmm. so if you look at just the numbers you'd say gee Santa Cruz did pretty good which he did but it it, it was ineffective yeah okay it was just you know again at 126 yeah much much different story yeah. right but this it, it, it didn't happen that way so um, so there you go, folks. There's our our complete Santa Cruz Davis breakdown. So we're going to take a quick break, Rick, and then we'll come back and get to the rest of the boxing news. Yeah. There's a lot of other fights that took place, mm-hmm. but I'd say that was, the, that was the headliner. And it's a lot of good stuff. We'll be yeah. right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado. So there we go. That was the Cruz Durante uh, Tank Davis. Um, exciting fight either way, right? The fact that it gives us that much to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, pre, post, and still some stuff coming out. But a lot of other boxing news going on, Rick. So what else we got? No, yeah, we'll go over some of the results. You know, we'll, we'll stay with that pay-per-view. Uh, yeah. It actually was a pretty good uh, it was. pay-per-view where um, there were four fights. All four ended in knockouts. You know, Prograce had a knockout. Yeah. Uh, Mario Barrios and... Uh, Isaac Gonzalez, you know, all scored knockouts in this uh, in this pay per view. So if somebody's watching, yeah. you know, this boxing for the first time, you know, they're getting excited. They're not getting, you know, four snoozers that win all twelve rounds. I I totally agree with you. It di- yeah, it didn't disappoint, right? It didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't get that ten round or that twelve round listless performance. That snoozer, that one. I forget yeah. which fight it was. Where we both of us, I think, literally fell asleep. Little did we know. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't even yeah. remember the uh, the opponents, and I'm glad that we don't. But yeah, it was good. It was good to see Regis um, Progreus mm-hmm. get the knockout. The thing is, right, is is again in boxing, you get a loss, and all of a sudden, you know, like you're no longer considered right world class. But yeah. hey, man, Progreus lost in a hell of a fight to Josh Taylor, mm-hmm. right? Regis Progreus should still be in the mix at 140, yeah, amongst the very best. No, yeah, definitely. 
So, no, I, I agree. That was a really good card. The Magdaleno fight was a pretty brutal knockout. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, he went down in a heap and, you know, he was... Yeah. Uh, He's getting a little up there in age, too, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, also, you know, over the past weekend on Friday, uh, out in Fantasy Springs, you know, the Golden Boy had their uh, second our backyard, card. our backyard, man. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, it uh, it passed right by there. Uh, oh, know, nice on Friday. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, good card. Jaime Munguia, Torino Johnson. You know that one. Uh, they stopped it. You know because of that bad cut. Mm-hmm. You know uh, on his lip. Um, and I, and I'll tell you by the way is uh, Johnson started off the fight pretty good, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. started off kind of you know smothering him, mauling him, which I think by the way, right? And I get it, uh, you know, ultimately youth, power, you know, one out with with Munguia. Yeah. But if I'm a junior middleweight or a middleweight, right, somebody who's able to sustain that energy and that type of fighting, Munguia is there for the taking. Oh right? yeah, and I, and I don't think they're going to rush him in there against you know. A Charlo, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of talk of he was outboxed yeah. a few fights ago. Remember against the uh, the British fighter? Yeah, I, I I think the one guy that they're kind of looking at is you know maybe they can pick him off. Yeah, is Triple G. Yeah, you know I think yeah. they're thinking he's you know right. a little bit older in age. You know maybe they can, you know, and if Canelo doesn't want to fight him, you know. Munguia might be the next best thing. And I think that would be a great fight to make, by yeah. the way. I think that would be a great fight to make. Um, Munguia is with, what, Zamfara Promotions, technically? Um, or is he kind of yeah, a partnership? Yeah, um, with, uh, with Golden Boy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Zamfara and Golden Boy so co-promote. I think it's there for the taking, mm-hmm. and, I, and I totally agree with you, right? If yeah. I'm DAZN, I'm saying make that fight. Make that fight. You know, right. It, uh, it, it would be a good one, just to see where Munguia's at. And, they're, you know... Munguia, it's so early in his in his career. Yeah, where if he gets that loss, you yeah, know, it's not really going to hurt him. All no, that much. no, it's not. It's not because he's very um, he's very marketable mm-hmm. with his style of fighting. Yeah, right. Triple G's a Hall of Famer. Uh huh. You know, it, it, legacy's intact. Yeah. Right. And I and I, by the way, I think Triple G will do it. Yeah. And that'll be a heck of a fight. No, yeah, it'd be uh, you know a great fight. Would be favored. I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Be yeah. tough. It'd be tough. You know, you got a young Munguia against you know. Triple G, a little bit older in age, you know. Yeah. It, it'd be great to see. Yes. Um, also on that card out in Fantasy Springs, uh, Rashidi Ellis, Alexis yes. Rocha. Yes. Um, you know, both. I, I really like both of these fighters. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. a shame that uh, one of them had to lose this one, um, but uh, you know, Rashidi Ellis is is looking like. You know he's gonna have some pretty good fights coming up here soon. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that fight for either one of them, right? Uh-huh. And yeah, we're we're very familiar with these fighters, seen them fight live numerous times, yeah. right? Even got a chance to kind of chat with them a little bit, but I didn't like it. I think this was one of those convenient fights for Golden Boy mm-hmm. because they're both in their stable, right? Yeah, both were about sixteen and zero or something like that, right? I just felt like this is where you know where all the issues with the promotional companies not fighting each other becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. I felt like I would have rather have seen them fight somebody else, either from PVC or Matchroom, etc. But at the end of the day, right, if they're going to reach the next level, they had to beat a fighter like who they fought, right? Yeah. Alice has got to beat Rocha, and Alex Rocha has got to be, be able to beat a guy like Rashidi Ellis. Styles make fights. I think that Rashidi Ellis is just a bad matchup for Alex Rocha. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you you know you see the fight, um, I think that Rocha did what he could. I felt if he could have been a little bit busier, tried to trap him in the corner, right, cut the ring off. Mm-hmm. I think he would have had a better chance. Hopefully, this serves as a learning opportunity 
for uh, for Rocha, right? And he comes back even better. Still young enough, still a lot to go. Rashidi Alice, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced that he can compete at the world-class level for uh, for welterweights. Uh-huh. But you know what? He did what he had to. He outboxed Rocha. So we'll see. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, also on that card, Marlon Esparza. You know, she outboxed um, Sulem Urbina. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the women's fight out there. Yeah, and I'll tell you, um, this is one of those fights. You were talking about, uh, you know, um, Triple G, if he loses, does it should mm-hmm. an impact. Same for Sula Morbina, right? That was Sula Morbina's first fight. Yeah. Really big first step-up fight. I think this is her second fight here in the U.S. She fought at Fantasy Springs. She had another fight scheduled, and then the, the whole COVID thing happened. But it was a good fight, much uh-huh. closer than what it was scored. And yeah. I think that, yeah, she was really taking it to Esparza early on. Esparza kind of came on in the middle rounds and kind of finished the show. But I think that Sula Morbina proved that she belongs yeah. fighting at the elite level. On the other side, I think it was a good fight for Marlon Esparza, especially after the Sinisa Strata loss, right, mm-hmm. to come back and kind of you know get back on path to fighting for a championship. So I think good fight for both of them. Neither should look at this fight as technically, or in Urbina's case, right? Yeah. No, Shouldn't good, detract her yeah, at good, all. Yeah, good learning experience for Urbina. And then, uh, you know, we're, we're still hoping we get that uh, Marlon Esparza, um, Sinisa Estrada absolutely. Uh, rematch. Yep, absolutely. Grudge match, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the, uh, the other fights this weekend um, on ESPN. You know, finally, in a way, yeah, versus Maloney, yeah, uh, first time in you know fighting in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, in a way with the with, with the impressive knockout, yeah, and he did what he was supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all the talk going into that fight was, you know, he's fighting a legitimate contender in Maloney, etc. And Maloney is right; he's yeah. not, you know, he's ranked. Um, you know, we saw him at, on ESPN with when his brother lost to the uh, to the professor uh, Joshua Franco, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but no surprise that Inoue did what he was supposed to. Extremely impressive. Um, I think, right, that Inoue's at a point now, uh, and I didn't realize this, right? But Inoue's no spring chicken. He's twenty seven years old, yeah, right. But he's five five, hundred eighteen pounds. Okay, and it's interesting because bantamweight's one hundred eighteen. And, you know, you move up just four pounds if, you know, but I say only, but at that weight, it's a big deal. Moving up to 122, you're talking about Danny Roman, uh, Akhmadiela, mm-hmm. Brandon Figueroa, Ronnie Rios, Luis Neri, just loaded Yeah. if he can make that jump. If not, the fight that I'd like to see next is the other Filipino. Remember, had a great fight against Nonito mm-hmm. Donaire at the end of last year. Um, John Real uh, Casamero. Yeah. who beat the uh, Ghanan uh, Duke Macaw in his last fight. Yeah. I think that would be a heck of a fight, and it would help if he wants to clean out the division. That would be the next fight I'd like to see. No, yeah, that that would definitely be a good one. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on uh, you know, Bob Arum coming out and saying that uh, Inouye can be just as big as yeah. Manny Pacquiao here in the U.S.? Yeah, the problem is, yeah, I think, well, obviously that's a, that's the job of a promoter, yeah. right, is, is, is to do that. I think the the issue is that a he's already twenty seven yeah right and he's five five now again Manny's only what five six mm-hmm. something like that right so if he's gonna do it that's why I mentioned earlier he's gonna have to start stepping up to featherweight at one twenty two yeah. then to get to the names right because the thing is right is Manny Pacquiao didn't really become Manny Pacquiao 
until mm-hmm. he started fighting at the 147, mm-hmm. right, 140, when he started being the Mayweathers, jun- you know, junior middleweight Antonio Margarito. Beating the De La Hoyas. The, right. Know, fighting, that's, you know, yeah. that's when he really started to put a staple, and that's when we started paying attention, mm-hmm. fighting the Marquezes, right, yeah. the Morales, the Barreras, right? Those fights were all at, you know, 126, yeah. 130, like, so he's got a long ways to go. Yeah, and, and for anyone to, you know, <laughs> jump up, Eight different weight divisions right. and win championships, you know it's it's pretty tough. Right, and all clean too. Yeah, yeah. Right. By the way, yeah, all all, all just natural. Right. You know, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna say anything. I know you don't like touching that subject, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I uh, I question that. So I would say to Bob Arum, when you say he could be like Pacquiao, you know, <laughs> do you mean just like Pacquiao? <laughs> right. With everything that Pacquiao did to have to get to where he's at. But what do I know, Rick? Yeah, so, you know, it, uh, what do I know? I'm just telling you that it it's not as easy as it seems. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to do it, then he's got to start moving up to 118. Yeah. Okay? And so go ahead, move up to 118 and beat uh, you know, Akhmadiyev then. Right? Okay. Or Luis Neri. And then and then keep moving up. And and, and then we'll see. If... And then we'll see because the thing is right down at that weight division again, um yes, Boxing fans like us, real fight fans, mm-hmm. we know who they are. We understand, but right, it's not until you get to those. I would honestly say you got to get past uh, featherweight. Yeah, yeah, you got to get at least to one twenty six, and then you start getting to one thirty five, and people start noticing. So easier said than done. No, yeah, you know, definitely. Um, also on that card, uh, Michaela Mayer, um, yeah, you know, won a world championship. Yeah, the vacant uh, WBO. Yeah. Uh, super featherweight title. Yeah. Uh, over Iwa Brodnicka. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good fight. Good on mm-hmm. her. Valley girl, by the way, uh, Michaela Mayer. Yeah. Um, what I like, by the way, so now she's the 130 pound. Looks unbeatable, right? Looks amazing. Remember, mm-hmm. she tested positive for COVID yeah. earlier this year. That was on the same fight um, card that Blue Nose Lopez beat Louis Correa. Mm-hmm who also fought on Saturday that we'll get yeah. to here in a bit. But I'll tell you what, though, right? So the women boxing, that's 130 pounds. I'll tell you who's sitting at 135, who's the undisputed champion, yeah. is Katie uh, Taylor. Okay? Yeah. There has to be a mega fight with Katie Taylor mm-hmm. at some point. They tried making the fight with Amanda Serrano, and then it just got ugly with, with yeah. the promotional deal. If they can't make that fight, and I don't know who promotes both of them, we'll have to find out, but... That would be one hell of a fight. I think Katie Taylor, I think, is with Matchroom. Matchroom, yeah. Matchroom, that's right. So if they could somehow even find a catchweight yeah. to fight, that fight is is worthy of a pay-per-view. And and, and I think it, it can be done. You know, I, yeah. I, I think really the only promoter that mm-hmm. absolutely refuses to, to fight with anybody else yeah. is, is the PBC. Yeah. You know, it, it takes forever <laughs> to get them. You know, how long did it take for Wilder to... Yeah. To finally fight Fury or somebody else out of the PBC. It right. was just always this PBC boxer, heavyweight, you know, and they'd move to the next one. It's so bad for boxing, man. Yeah. It's so bad for boxing, I tell you. Reading the Roberto Duran book, it's interesting because uh, Christian Judici, who does just an amazing job, mm-hmm. you'll see when you read that book. It existed back then, but not as bad. Because you yep. only had the two sanctioning bodies, remember? You only had the WBA mm-hmm. and the WBC. And, of course, they pulled their shenanigans. But it was really only Aram and King, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. They still, you know, pulled their shenanigans. But it was almost like, you know, they had no choice but to – they had to be willing dance partners, right? Yeah. In order to make the money they needed. So, yeah, no, but Michaela Mayer looked looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, also on this card uh, – 
Robson uh, Concierico, yeah. I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he uh, got a unanimous decision over uh, Louis Correa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the fight, right? I mean, Louis Correa, right, uh, close to us, right? He's here mm. from Southern California, fights uh, Robert Garcia, right? Yeah. Fighter, um, we saw him in what we build, and which what I still think would be one of the top five fights of the year so uh-huh. far against Adam Blue Nose Lopez, who joined the show early in our podcasting careers, mm-hmm. Rick. Um, here's the thing, right? I love the kid Louis Correa, right? Clearly, he's 22 years old. Yeah. But he's got to start boxing. And yeah. I'm surprised that Robert Garcia, here's a fighter he reminds me of, okay? There used to be a fighter, the, uh, you remember them, the Ruelas brothers. They're all yeah. over here. Uh, Rafael and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And Gabriel. Gabriel. Gabriel was the more talented of the two fighters. Um, yeah. But Gabriel started, they were both champions. That's just my opinion. But Gabriel started as a brawler, okay? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Goosen really modified and kind of pivoted him to become more of a boxer that he finally won the championship, right? Yeah. And I see the same thing in Louis Correa. You're not going to win fights, right, moving forward. Watching his fights, by the way, it's like watching a Rocky movie, man. Yeah. Okay? No, he's, he's, he doesn't have a bad fight. There's no yeah. there's no punches wasted, yeah. right? He get, He's getting hit four or five times. So what? He's just coming forward. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same thing that we saw against Adam Blunos Lopez, and it wasn't until Adam Blunos Lopez stuck to – you know, when in doubt, stick it out. That's yeah. where that came from, right? When he started boxing him, that Louis Garcia, you know, that, that Louis Correa, anyways, has the issue. So I don't know, man. I mean, I love watching him, mm-hmm. but I don't because I think at some point there's only so many blows that you can sustain in a career. And at 22, he's not going to be able to do that. I'm telling you right now, if he yeah. continues to have fights like that, he'll be done by 25. Yeah. Because you just can't take those kind of punches. And then he's just going to become kind of a doormat mm-hmm. for fighters on the way up. And I don't want to see that of that yeah. kid. Especially not at 22. Maybe. No, not it's, at yeah. 22. So, you know, someone needs to teach him how to box and how to win by. Because I think if he learns, right, the sweet yeah. science of boxing, moving, slipping, right, everything that that that, that makes this wonderful sport – I think he'll have not only a longer career, but a, most, a more successful career mm-hmm. because he has the ability to slug it out whenever he wants to, which a lot of fighters don't have. He has that in his repertoire, yeah. but he doesn't have to use it all the time. Yeah, no. But yeah, it's un- but yes, was it an entertaining fight? Yeah. All of his, and I'm sorry, right? As far as the decision goes, I had, I, you know, I, I didn't have him winning. Yeah, I no, didn't. No, I didn't. I had Robson winning the fight. Okay. Yes, you know, great knockdown in the second round. And and by the way, I think the um I'm thinking about another fight, but but yeah. Yeah, I I had Robson winning. And you know, and it was close, you know, on the, yeah. on the scorecards. Uh, two judges had it um, you know, by 3 points to uh Robson, the other one, you know, by 1 point. So Yeah. Uh yeah, know, it was close. It was close, you know, but yeah, if 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 uh boxes a little bit more, he can pick up a couple more of those rounds. Yeah. You know, and then he's on the, you know, the winning side of uh but you know, definitely has entertaining fights. You know, just has to kind of figure. You know, come up with a different game plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. The other uh, last uh, fight card, um, Usyk, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus uh, was it Dillian White? Usyk and Chisora. Chisora. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, it uh, unanimous decision. Uh, yeah. Usyk, uh, you know, it looked like he had a little bit of trouble, you know, with with the bigger, you know, fighter, probably the first true heavyweight 
he yeah. was fighting. Yeah. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where, uh, you know, he goes from here. Yeah, I don't think um, it was a ho-hum performance, right? Yeah. It wasn't great, right? He, You know, he lost a couple rounds to Chisora. Mm-hmm. So it certainly doesn't make you believe that, boy, right, you know, he's going to be able to really compete at the elite level, which, of course, is, you know, Fury, Joshua, Wilder, mm-hmm. even, you know, Ruiz or Louis Ortiz. So, yeah. But he did what he had to do, just wasn't super impressive. Yeah, no, it... it um... Yeah, these guys may just be too big. Yeah, when once yeah. you start getting into those, uh, the upper echelon, you know. But uh, he's ranked up there in every single um, governing body. Yeah, you know, WBO has him as the number one contender. Yeah, IBF three. Yeah, two WBA and then yeah. two uh, WBC. So um, eventually, he's going to get a title shot. But uh, you know. Maybe he can land a lucky punch against uh, Joshua, but yeah. other than that, yeah. you know what? He's not going to beat the other two, Fury, Wilder. No, no, probably not. And that's what I'm saying. Like, especially, you know, he probably needs another fight where he has mm-hmm. to look super impressive and yeah. maybe knock somebody out, right? Yeah. So if you can't, you know, that's the whole thing. If you couldn't put out, you know, Derek Chisora, right? Yeah. And I don't want to say lackluster performance, but it wasn't a great performance. No, yeah, it just... You know, it, it, does it catapult him into that fourth spot in the heavyweights? No, no, no not at all. Not at all. Not yet. I, I was thinking, by the way, the fight with uh, Louis Correa, there was mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of low blows in that fight Yeah, that Robson was called for. It's got to be the fight I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And the announcers were questioning the decision, you know, but what I think they didn't realize, and it's just crazy that no one called it out— just because you deduct a point from a fighter, right, you could still have a 9-9 round. Can yeah. you not? Or is it a 10-point must system? I guess you have to give somebody 10? See, I don't think yeah. so. No, I don't think so. I think if, if you lose a point, right, you know, then that counts as the... Right. And so yeah. the, the, because they were just totally perplexed at how Louis Correa couldn't have been, you know, more ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because he's losing these rounds... And just because you deduct a point, you're not going to all of a sudden catapult, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the fighter who, who, you know, like Louis Korea in this case. It, it was just kind of interesting. All right. We're going to get to the rest of the boxing news because uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on, Rick. I know we want to yeah. talk. There's the DS Farmer. There's the Deontay Wilder. A couple other things going on. So take a quick break, and we'll okay. be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, we're back. Still talking boxing news. And, yeah, just again, just to clarify, um, you, you absolutely could have a round 9-9, right? If you have a fighter winning, mm-hmm. you have them winning the round 10-9, yeah. and then they deduct a point, that becomes a nine-point round. It becomes an even round, right? And, you know, in the case of Louis Correa, you don't give Louis Correa 10 points, right? Yeah, no. Because the, his opponent had a point deducted. So I don't, I didn't understand them. I'm thinking to myself, are these rookie announcers are talking about? Yeah, we don't get it with three point deductions, because Korea wasn't winning those rounds, right? Clearly, yeah. he was getting nine nine. But, but anyways, um, what else we got, Rick, in the world of boxing? Uh, so we got the uh, Deontay Wilder uh, making, <laughs> uh, an, you know, more uh, ridiculous accusations. You know, yeah. the, the uh, Eight months ago, he said, you know, the suit was 45 pounds, yes. you know, it was too heavy. Yeah. His legs weren't right. Yeah. 
Um, you know, now he's stating that, uh, you know, Fury must have had, uh, you know, tainted gloves, um, you know, for him to have been knocked out like that. Um, also, um, he blames, uh, Mark Breland, you know, the one who threw in the towel, um, that, uh, he, he spiked one of his drinks and, uh, he wasn't, you know, right for the fight. Yeah. Um, also took shots at, uh, you know, Kenny Bayless. For you know, allowing the uh, the fight to be stopped, yeah, you know, there should have been no um, stoppage. Um, he also went back to his other fight, um, where he believes that uh, he should have gotten a knockout victory, um, and even referenced the Travante uh, Davis, you know, where there was no count. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and uh, a couple other fights where is he talking about the first fight with Fury? Yeah, the first in the fight last with round Fury, that yeah. he felt that he, he said it was he saying that it was a long count that there shouldn't have been a count. Oh, at just all. he just should have been out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, of know. course, how can he say that? Of course, when Fury, you know, d- did get up, yeah, and beat the. I'll, I'll say this: I yeah. do agree, and I've told you this before. The whole referee counting in his uh-huh. head—that's that. I agree with yeah. you know maybe he would have been down for ten who knows mm-hmm. but no but I don't I think Fury was listening and got up yeah. at the appropriate time and and we even <laughs> um, we spoke with the ref yeah um, that's right at at Fantasy Springs yeah we, we talked to him and he said yeah I could clearly see that he was looking at me yeah and he was responding to me as I was counting yeah right so he said he was able to look in his eyes and yeah. be able to see it. Jack um, Reese, right? You're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. We did ask him about that. By the way, great referee mm-hmm. and an even better person, right? No, no, no. It couldn't be uh, you know, more of a class act. Right. Uh, Commendating, gave us the time of day, uh-huh. right? Talked to us about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as far as Bayless, right? Bayless mm-hmm. bailed him out, yeah. right? Or Wilder probably wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. He'd be somewhere else, right? Um. How many more excuses can you come up with? And at what point do you just own it and say it wasn't my night? Now, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> and 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 I can get it if you know one of these things happened. Yeah, you know maybe. Right. right. But yeah, all five of these things right. happened. Right. 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 You know how? Yeah, it makes you miss the days yeah. of 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 Panama Lewis, right? <laughs> Make, mixing the drink for Aaron Pryor and everybody uh-huh. else he had. You know. By the way. I didn't realize this. Panama Lewis actually was in Duran's corner when he fought Wilfredo Benitez, by the way. Okay. Apparently yeah. it didn't work, right? <laughs> Duran lost yeah. that fight. But give me a break. We talked about this, remember? I, I think, mm-hmm. I don't remember where it was. I think five or six episodes ago about throwing Mark Breland under the bus, yeah. right? About stopping the fight. That's what you want a trainer to do, right? Is to stop the fight and protect mm-hmm. your fighter. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And the thing is, right, here, this is when... And the same thing happened to Roberto Duran in his glory years. It's the people and the the you know the posse that these fighters surround themselves with, Rick. Uh-huh. Right? It's a bunch of yes men, right? Yeah. That are basically just telling you know Deontay Wilder what he wants to hear, not the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one of those things. Right? He's like Deontay, do you want an answer? Or do you want the truth? Tell him the truth. Fury kicked his ass. Yeah. Right? He kicked his ass because he was a better fighter, had better strategy, and just outclassed them that night. And he left him in a position where he could have a third fight. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's he, right. if he takes punishment for three or four more rounds, right? You know, who knows? You know, maybe that'd be his last fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bay- Bayless helped him. Mark yeah. Breland helped him. Right? 
Um, and and by the way, yeah, whatever Breland put in the drink, it, it yeah. obviously didn't work, mm-hmm. right? He's saying, what did he say that it subdued him, or yeah, that uh, <laughs> you know it uh, made him feel like he had no control of his body. He right. said, my legs were weak, yeah, and stuff like that. Although my body my body was weak, yeah, my mind was very strong. Yeah, and I think what he forgets is yeah is that when you get hit by a six seven heavyweight in uh-huh. the head and left hooks, yeah, that also makes you not know what your body's doing. Yeah. Right, it's also that. <laughs> it's also a bunch of repeated blows by by fury man um if you know and the the initial you know weight of the suit mm-hmm. right of his pre-fight entrance that was ridiculous right even the um the maker of that suit said that's a bunch of garbage that it wasn't 45 pounds yeah remember he came on saying i don't know what he's talking about right <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Can it get any worse, right? At this point, but again, I'm telling you, right? There's nobody in Deontay Wilder's corner that's saying, hey, man, champ, let's just not say anything, mm-hmm. right? Let's just own that you lost, right? Yeah. Because what's going to happen when Fury beats him again? Now what? Yeah. Then Right? And because here's the thing, too, right? You know, before this fight... Mm-hmm. I was a big Deontay Wilder fan, and that's probably yeah. a lot of people, right? He really endeared himself to the fans, right? So he's a, he's a regular guy, right? That got into boxing late. Mm-hmm. He's from Alabama, right? Just a good old boy that has thunder in his right hand, right? Knocks everybody out. Very accommodating, very friendly, right? But one loss, and all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's sour grapes, sore loser, and everything that goes with it, man. Yeah, you know, it's just unfortunate. You know, they're, um, when you, especially you have a Leo Santa Cruz, made no right. excuses. Right. Gave, you know, all the uh, props to um, to Javante Davis for, right. for winning that fight. Right. And Deontay Wilder, eight months later, the exact opposite. Right. You know, um, also, you know, Fury looks like he could fight on December 5th. Yeah. And it won't be against Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Uh, Wilder's also talking about, you know, possibly suing Fury. Yeah. For, um, you know, not going through with the rematch. Yeah. You know, so who knows? You know, somebody's going to have to look at that contract and see if um, it's something that they can sue for or, or, or not. And by the way, like I said, I think it's his corner, but who's putting these ideas about the loaded gloves yeah, right. It just where does that come from? It, it has to be the yes men telling that's, them. That's what know. I'm saying. How does that? You know, yeah. yeah what, what did they? They watched the fight again mm-hmm. and realized. And then of course Wilder's like, you know what? You're right. You know the way he yeah. was hitting me. Right, it was hurting a little bit more than. I, you know, where do they get this stuff from? Yeah, it's it's. it's uh... how, how do you know the gloves are loaded? <laughs> and the spike drink. Yeah, it. <laughs> you know, and Brilliant has been in his corner for a long time. Why right. all of a sudden? Right. Is there a spike drink now? Right. Yeah, here's a guy, right, who's been, you know, in the ride with you from the very beginning, uh-huh. right, from the days of just starting, basically made you, right, mm-hmm. who you are. And now all of a sudden, yeah, he threw the towel in, spiked my drink. I mean, I'm telling you, man, yeah, every week is a, is a different – we're going to have to do that, right, the, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the excuse of the week with Deontay Wilder. And it's unfortunate, I'm telling you, man, because – you know his legacy and his pers- and, and and who he is mm-hmm. is just going downhill. Yeah, right. Because again, very likable person, right? Very marketable. Not now, honestly. Right. I want to see Fury win, and I want to see him beat him even worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, uh, and he probably will. By the way, uh-huh. because what what did we see from that fight, from the second fight, that would happen any different? 
Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, Fury uh, probably wins easier. As long as yeah. Fury does exactly what he did. And mm-hmm. we remember, right, that first fight, and Fury said it, and we were like, yeah, we'll see. That's when he was just barely coming back, right, mm-hmm. from being ballooned up and just depression yeah. and everything else, right? And that was the thing. And a lot of people took Wilder because of where Fury was, and yet Fury— you know, he won most of those rounds. Right, he won most yeah. of those rounds. If it wasn't for that knockdown, uh-huh. right, he he wins the fight, and so and then the second fight finally gets in shape, finally where it needs to be, absolutely outclassed Wilder. Yeah, wasn't even close. And you know, and that could be the. It's it's just hard for him to accept. Yeah, you know, he had been dominant for so long. Yeah, but he ran into a guy that was bigger than him. Yeah, you know, could take a punch. Yeah, and. um yeah. It's just getting ridiculous, yeah. man. It's just getting ridiculous. Like at some point, it's like, Wilder, you lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Shut your mouth, get back to the gym, get in spectacular shape. That's fine if he wants to part ways with Breland. I've got no issues with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes you do need it. It's just like baseball, football, whatever. Get a different coach, different trainer, somebody that, you know, moves you five degrees over, gives you yeah. different skill sets, whatever that may be. Um, that's fine. But don't point the finger at him. Yeah, no. You're trying to ruin his career at this point. You know? Right. You know who's who's going to want uh, you know. No, I, first of all, I don't think anybody believes it. Yeah. But you're you're trying to taint his name. Yeah. You know to 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 save your own. Yeah, I mean that's a defamation of character. Yeah. Right? So, um, also you know this weekend we we've got a few fights uh, coming up. Uh, Louis Louis Ortiz. Yeah. Alexander Flores. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be on Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to that one. You know, we'll see if uh, you know Ortiz can bounce back from. Uh, he get, from his knockout, you know, Wilder knocked him out. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that fight because mm-hmm. uh, Ortiz is very likable, yeah. right? And again, right, there's a guy lost twice to Wilder. Did we hear anything from Ortiz? No, nothing. Yeah. Right? He's like, hey, the guy just beat me, and he, he was and he was winning, he was winning that fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was, he was. So that's uh, he's fighting Flores. You said. Mm-hmm. Not exactly a ranked heavyweight. You're not right? going to be able to find Flores in the rankings. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think so. But no. you know what, though, right? In fairness to Ortiz, so be it, right? Yeah. Ortiz, of course, is ranked in most. You know, WBC, he's ranked number three. Yeah. WBA, number four. Um, the IBF, of course, has doesn't have him ranked at all. And and, and they're still entertaining. Entertain. He gets by. Uh, you know, he. I don't know where they found this guy, but yeah, if he gets by this guy. You know, you can put him in there against an Andy Ruiz. Um, hey, who who wouldn't want to see that fight with yeah. Andrew? Oh, looks, uh, you know, Usyk, right? Usyk, fight you know. Usyk. Yeah. There, there's a fight we'd like to see. Daniel Dubow, the up and coming mm-hmm. young heavyweight. A lot of fights we'd like to see Ortiz in, and he's kind of right at that point where he's definitely on the other side. Yeah, but good Cuban fighter has a lot of skills. Like to see him against a Povetkin after you know. Yeah, hopefully that's Povetkin right. wins. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> right. The second, yeah, eliminator, eliminator. Yeah, right. Going to keep doing it until we get our guy with with the victory. <laughs> yeah, give me a break. Um, also, um, on this weekend we've got uh, Devin Haney. Yeah, Yorkis Gamboa. Yeah, um, you know Haney's going to win this fight. Yeah, you know it just we'll, we'll see. It's a it, it's a test to see how well he can handle Gamboa as opposed to how Javante Davis handled him. How you know other fighters um, have been able to fight uh, Gamboa. It's sad, but you're absolutely right. That's that's all that's all that fight is about. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is 100% all that fight is mm-hmm. about. It's just to see how he does against Gamboa. It's a measuring stick. You're absolutely can, right. Can you know? Can we up the competition on the next fight? You know, it's all about uh, yeah. You know that. And uh, by the way, Devin Haney um, is a minus three thousand. So what does that mean? <laughs> it means you got to bet three thousand dollars to win a hundred dollars. To win a hundred dollars, yeah. That's what that means. So that's that's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah. Not uh, not looking good too too good for uh, no. Gamboa. No, on the other hand, right with your rookie Gamboa, he's at plus fifteen hundred. Plus fifteen hundred. So that means that yeah, if you bet a hundred dollars, uh-huh. you'll win fifteen hundred. Yeah, you know, not, not, maybe maybe we'll you put know? it down. You know, yeah. two hundred dollars. You 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 bet two hundred dollars. <laughs> you got three thousand dollars coming back your way, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's you know, not we'll, bad. We'll be in Vegas this weekend, and uh, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe we'll put that bet down. Yeah, yeah, probably not. No, probably not. Probably but, not. But yeah. but if you, if we want to combine our money, yeah, right. If we want to put six thousand down, uh-huh. we'd win two hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Almost guaranteed. You know, drinks for the night. Right. That's <laughs> that's true. That's what I'm saying. But it's almost it's almost guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, that's how that's how wide a margin that fight is. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh huh. It's a you know stay busy fight, test fight. Um, yep. And that's all I've got for the news. You got anything else you wanted to? Uh, Diaz and Tevin Farmer okay. they're talking about right. That's a, that rematch looks like it's going to happen. Okay, so, which, which is good. You know, if there's a yeah. rematch clause, you know, we want to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting, right? I thought, and I was surprised, right? I I, I don't know um, if it was just Jojo Diaz who was just really that prepared because he fought a great fight. Uh-huh. I didn't. I I I thought I had. I, I, okay, here's the deal. I was a little surprised that Jojo Diaz won. Mm-hmm. Okay, won that in, in that conv- in that easily, I should say. Not surprised that he won. I just thought that Tevin Farmer that it would be a better fight. Yeah. And so I don't know if there was something going on with Farmer. So it'll be interesting. The rematch, I think, will be a better fight. No, yeah, I, I think maybe he took Jojo Diaz, uh, you know, too lightly. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, it. Uh, we should get that rematch. It, it was close enough. It was close enough fight to where, you know, we we should get that rematch. Yeah. You know, still waiting for uh, Danny Roman to get his uh, rematch, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, probably not going to happen, un- un- unfortunately, right? Yeah. Especially the way, um, you know, with the promotions and every- and everything that that's going. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight's coming up, by the way, uh, in a couple weeks. That's when you got the Cal Brook-Terrence Crawford fight, yeah. right? So that that's going to be pretty interesting. No, yeah. Um, you know, Crawford should win that one, you know, fairly easy as well. But, uh, you know, it- it'll be good to see... Terrence Crawford, you know, one of the pound for pound best, you know, finally yeah. back in the ring. That's another one, by the way. Um, Terrence Crawford, a uh, minus nineteen hundred. Minus nineteen hundred. I mean, yeah. you got to bet nineteen hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. You know. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so there you go. Kel Brook is at a plus twelve hundred. Yeah. So you bet a hundred dollars, and then if he wins, you get you get twelve hundred dollars for every hundred dollars that you bet. Oh wow. That's at the five dimes. There's yeah. a whole bunch of different places. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're not we're not gamblers. It's just yeah. you know when you look at the odds, though, people they they typically you know Vegas the house usually doesn't lose money, mm-hmm. right? No. And I'll tell you what we were talking about earlier. Katie Taylor fights on the fourteenth, also Miriam Gutierrez. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, you don't want to know the odds on that one. 
Uh, it, it, it'll it'll cause people to not watch it. But basically, Katie Taylor at minus twenty five hundred. Oh wow! Yeah, so bet twenty five hundred to win a hundred dollars. Huge, huge face. She's favored <laughs> big time. Yeah, but okay, if people that know and follow boxing, she's one. If not considered, she's in the top. You know, pound for pound. Yeah, women fighters today. So um, we got to find out where that's going to be because that's a fight worth watching. No, yeah, it's uh, it'll be in London uh, and it's on the uh, zone. Yeah, that's a fight. Yeah, yeah, that's a fight worth watching because she's yeah. If you haven't seen her fight, you should. And again, hopefully there's something with uh, Michaela Mailer down Mailer down the road. All right, folks, we're gonna come right back for the best segment, Rick. Stat of the week. I know you got stat of the week all set up for us. Yeah, ready. All right, so we'll be right back with the stat of the week. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing back with everybody's favorite segment that they get enlightened every single re- week, Rick, uh-huh. with, with some stat, some number that they can impress their friends with. Uh, I was going to say water cooler. They may not be at work anymore, right? But mm. maybe when they get together on the weekends or a quick text message, did you know, right? Yeah. And they probably don't even give you credit that they got it from Rick Prado from Pacific Coast Boxing yeah, no, Podcast, no. right? But it is what it is. So what do you got, Rick? Um, for the uh, stat of the week, um the fastest male unified champion um, in eight fights. Fastest unified. Unified. So they have to have two different belts, two different sanctioning bodies. At least. At okay. least. Okay. You know, same division. Yeah. Um, so the first person who had this record, Leon Spinks. Okay. Um, in his eighth fight, beat Muhammad oh, Ali. Lee. Yeah. And won the WBA, WBC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, you know, the ring heavyweight titles, but, you know, at least two from the sanctioning bodies, yeah. you know, the ring, they can't really count it, but, yeah. um, and that was in, in his eighth fight of his career. No kidding. Yeah. Huh? And so wow. the, the, the second person to do it, <laughs> yeah. Merdron Akhmadayev. Yeah. You know, when, when he, he beat, beat Danny Roman. Roman. Yeah. You know, so he, he's eight, no, with mm-hmm. six knockouts right now. Yeah. No kidding. Interesting. Yeah. That was Leon Spinks, you said, right? Leon Spinks. Yeah, that's interesting. And then uh, he was Michael Spinks, who, of course, mm-hmm. lost to Mike Tyson in 53 seconds, you know? Yeah. And that was, you know, again, depending on how you look at boxers, way toward the end of uh, of Muhammad Ali's career, mm-hmm. right? Certainly wasn't um, wasn't in his prime, you know? But so his, his eighth fight, I didn't realize that that, that, was, uh, that was only his eighth fight. Yeah. No, it... Uh... In his ninth fight, he did fight Muhammad Ali, and Ali got the uh, unanimous decision. Yeah, that's funny. So he, yeah, so he got the title back, right? Because yeah. I, I think he fought, um, I think he lost to, um, I think he lost to Larry Holmes as well, right? Yeah. Seeing his eighth fight, yeah, yeah. In his fifteenth fight, he lost to Larry Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost to Larry Holmes. I, I remember that. I remember both of those fights. Mm-hmm. You know, because the the Ali, the first Ali fight, yeah, was in '78, and then yeah, I lost to him in the in the uh, lost to Jerry Coetzee. But that is really interesting. In just his eighth fight, eighth fight. Yeah, to win both. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. That's a good stat of the week. Um, and and that was probably right easier back then. Right when mm-hmm. you didn't have the WBO and the IBF, yeah, right. So that that makes it a little different, you know what I mean? And maybe easier to unify, right? Now, good luck. Now, good luck. Yeah, you know, uh, PBC is going to get that title and, ne- and never let it go away. Right. I mean, when you look at it, right? Um, how many 
unified champions do we have today in boxing? Period. Right. Um. I'm look. I'm looking Just through. Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, Joshua can have it if Tyson Fury has the championship, right? He has a WBC. No, no, but uh, you know. Just unified, you just need two. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not uh undisputed. Undisputed, yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Different. I'm thinking undisputed. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's fine. So let's go down that list then. So unified then. So you got Anthony Joshua, mm-hmm. Teofimo Lopez, um uh, Peter Peter Biev at light at light heavyweight. Um I would think you would think anyway, but I'm not sure if he has both of those champions. Jamal Charlo. Canelo. Canelo at what super middleweight? It, it looks like he's still listed as the champion in, in middleweight. Okay, well, the, yes, For yeah, middleweight. He's got the WBC, yeah. the WBA. You got Jamal Charlo at at, at uh, junior middleweight. Mm-hmm. Um, Earl Spence, three of the belts, yeah, yeah, Earl Spence at welterweight, mm-hmm. right? Um, both Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez mm-hmm. at 140. So there's quite a few. Yeah, Teofimo. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and then you'd have to go all the way down to Supna, super bantamweight with Akhmedyalov, like you said. Yeah, who was the? Because he did it in what his fifteenth fight or something like that mm-hmm. against Danny Roman, and then of course oh, in his a, eighth fight. Oh, his eighth, eighth fight. fight yeah. Oh, okay, they tied him, and then of course then in a way at the, at bantamweight. So there you go. Well, that's a good stat of the week, yeah. Rick. Pretty interesting, right? Undisputed, by the way, we have none. None. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Not a single undisputed champion at any weight division in boxing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It, it's uh, it's just hard to do. And will yeah. we ever see it? Yeah. Will we ever see it? Because in the heavyweight division, again, it would take Tyson Fury to beat Wilder again. And or then, wait, wait, wait. Uh, didn't Teofimo just – isn't he uh... – well, it depends, you know, how, how you look at the at, Yeah, well, because the, the problem is the WBA has three champions. Right. And the WBC has two champions. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and if you consider, right, yeah. the, you know, what do they call it? No, not the Legends one, but the one that they give you because, you know, you've reached a certain merit, right? The silver. Right, yeah. because you right because at one thirty five we got Gervonta Davis. Yeah, that was for a championship. Yeah, got the WBA gold. You got Devin Haney with a piece of the championship. That's what makes it tough. Yeah. So yeah, you'd almost have to get rid of all of the, you know, the super, the regular, the diamond, right? And just decide on that. So yeah, the one with maybe the the, the best claim is Teofimo. Yeah. Probably the best claim yeah. is saying the the undisputed. Um Joshua, of course, is close because he's got everything but the WBC. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty close. But not quite there. Yeah. Right? He doesn't have the lineal. That, you know, that's that's the thing. Doesn't that's doesn't have here. the lineal, right? You the bread hard, right? The man, yeah. if you want to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Yeah. Right? And so yeah, that's the thing. And that's Fury is the lineal champion. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you look at all the other divisions, and I don't know, again, because of all the sanctioning bodies and political and bureaucracy, don't know if that'll happen anytime soon. Because even if you do get it, how do you defend the mandatory for each Sanctioning body, mm-hmm. just a bunch of it's just a bunch of garbage, yeah. man. Yeah, you, there's no way you can keep all those titles. Yeah, you got to get all the mandatories out of the way, and you know you're 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 fighting two years of mandatories. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, and the, and they're and they're against mandatories that nobody even wants to see. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back to wrap this up. Got a really good, uh, some good stuff coming up next week.
that I think it's time we break this down. We'll be right back. All right, Pacifico's Boxing, we're back. Uh, I'll tell you what, Rick, been getting hit up a lot from our listeners about us not having our top 10 or top five, whatever you want to call it, our best pound-for-pound list of fighters, Rick. So I think it's time in next week's show that we put our list together. No, yeah, you know, definitely, you know, I think it'll, uh, you know, as soon as we release our list, you know, people are going to start matching up theirs and, you know, changing theirs. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because, oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it, especially now that we're on fire with how we're calling all of these fights Uh and, and the outcome. Um, because here's the thing, right? There's been some shakeup in pound for pound. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when Teofimo Lopez beat uh, Lomachenko, right, uh-huh. who was considered in many at the top, right? And and what do you do with Canelo? He hasn't fought in a long time. You That's know, the, the thing. Inactivity. Inactivity is going to mean yeah. a big deal, right? That's exactly right. You know, you you can't be at the top if you're not fighting. And by the way. I, I'm sorry, Canelo, right? It is what it is. doesn't matter if Golden Boy doesn't want to make you fights. You have to fight to be considered amongst the top 10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to have our own criteria, right, that um, that these fighters are going to be um, making our list on, yeah. right? And and here's the thing. may not even have to be that they're undefeated or, or won every fight, mm-hmm. uh, certainly this year, right? Um, so, definitely. Let's uh, so we're gonna we're gonna too too much feedback, clamoring from the fans. So we're gonna have our our uh, our top ten list. Yeah, and um, you know, this isn't a you know a part of the show I usually do. Yeah, but my lock of the week. Yes, you know, Devin Haney. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just in case, just in case people yeah. out there. Yes. You know, hey, you know. Yeah. I've got to get my gambling fixed. That's quite the stretch. Yeah, yeah. that's quite the stretch. De- Devin Haney. Okay. Yeah. And I told you how much you got to, how much money you got to put yeah. on Devin Haney, right? Three, three thousand to make a hundred, depending on what your sports yeah. book. I mean, there's some that you could do at two thousand, but yeah, two thousand to make a hundred. Yeah. But again, if you've got that kind of scratch, <laughs> easy money, yeah. right? Easy, easy money to make. But you know, when you look, right? Um, if, if you look at boxing scenes, pound for pound, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't updated in a while. And they have, well, actually, they have their own index, but they still got Lomachenko one, Canelo two, Spence Jr. three, Inoue four, Taylor five, uh, Taraji six, Jose Ramirez seven, Anthony Joshua eight, Terrence Crawford nine, and Usek at ten. Yeah. Is what is what they have. And they have their own index as to how they do it, mm-hmm. and it's pretty interesting. Um, some of it is is pretty good, but right, I question where's Fury? Yeah, in that list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of fighters. Where's Akhmadyev? Where's Mikey Garcia? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, some of these guys are going to leapfrog. We're going to get to get to that next week, Rick. We're yeah, going to break no. back down. Should be a good segment. Uh, you know, we'll even take a look at that ESPN one. I guarantee you, four out of the top five top rank. are all top rank. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll look at that. We're gonna have our own criteria. We'll see what the fans think. That does it for this week, Rick. We'll talk to everybody next week. Have a good evening, Rick. Can't wait for next week. Yeah, see everybody next week.